Ele me mandou embora Disse que não ia dar Agora tá com saudade Me pedindo pra voltar Se tudo que vai volta, meu bem, eu já voltei Mas voltei pra putaria, agora eu vou ficar de vez Olhei, sentei, eu viciei Olhei, sentei, eu viciei Olhei, sentei, sequência de toma, toma Cuidado, não se apaixona, virei Bom dia, everybody! What's going on? This is Richard Villegas of Song Mess. Here we are with another uh, very special episode. Today we're kicking off our Pride series and we're going to Brazil. Um, so right now we're listening to a song called uh, Eu Viciei. Uh, this is by Lia Clark featuring Poca. Uh, so we're going to finish the song and we'll be right back with a very, very special guest. <laughs> And joining us from Sao Paulo uh, is a very good friend of mine. And today I was thinking about how long we've known each other. I was like, yeah, like three, four years. And I'm like, wait, that's not true at all. It's probably like seven or eight. Um, <laughs> so uh, joining us from Sao Paulo is Tales Coimbra, uh, you know, a, a, an old friend, uh, a lawyer and, and many more things that he will be explaining shortly. How are you, Tales? Welcome to the show. Hello, Rixi. Um, thanks for inviting me to the show. I uh, couldn't be more excited, uh, more honored to be here. <laughs> it's quite an honor to be here, really. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're you're the 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 rare exception because I mean sometimes there are exceptions, but you don't work in music. You obviously you're a music fan. But, but that isn't uh, your work. Um, but I felt like you would be a great guest to kickstart uh, this Pride series that we're about to do. So in our last episode, I mentioned that it was going to be five episodes uh, coming out over the course of the month. So dear listeners, that has actually changed. It's going to be 10 episodes. Um, I have a ton of interviews uh, with all different kinds of folk in the LGBTQ plus spectrum. Um, mostly musicians. But again, I wanted to bring in Thales to sort of underscore the fact that the first Pride was a riot and that, you know, we are still not free, uh, you know, everywhere and, and in many places like where we quote unquote are free, uh, we still have quite a few battles to fight. So um, Thales, just to get, get the ball rolling, um, let our listeners know what it is that you do uh, let's say for work, <laughs> who are you and what, what is it that you do? 
Okay. Uh, my name is Thales Coimbra. I'm a Brazilian gay and HIV positive uh, man, uh, lawyer. Uh, also, I have a master's on uh, philosophy of law. Okay. So I'm also a researcher, a law oh, researcher. Uh, I work in an NGO uh, with HIV uh, topics uh, with people living with HIV. Mm -hmm. Now, nowadays, uh, I work with a research related to um, this really sensitive topic about uh, our government who tried to cut the uh, pensions. How, how do I say? Um, yeah. Yeah, pensions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of people who were retired for okay. being HIV in the 90s. Uh, and then 20 years later, they said, okay, you know what? Uh, nowadays, you are fine. You have your medications, your um, pills, and you are fine. So you can go back to work. And oh. we know that this is not how it works. So, like, this is one of my uh, working progress. Mm -hmm. uh, understanding how this, how can we change this kind of uh, public, public policy? Um, another work that I've been uh, working through is uh, I'm, I'm actually uh, the executive secretary of the uh, State uh, Council of Human of Human Rights. Okay. Here in São Paulo, so uh, I work in this state council uh, where we receive. Uh, human rights violations uh, okay. reports, and I help my uh, this council to uh, receive the um, human rights violations reports, and we figure out how to help people, uh, how we can uh, give the best treatment to people, how uh, people can be helped uh, in the best the best ways. Excellent. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, this is what I do nowadays. But also, like, I I like to, um, when invited, try to share my knowledge about uh, LGBT rights, like what we're doing today, mm -hmm. or uh, HIV rights, uh, people with people who live with HIV rights, mm -hmm. and uh, things like that. You know, uh, I think it's always good to spread the word. You know. And I think I think this again, this brief introduction is a great sort of like this sets the tone. This is what I I've been trying to explain to people is just like because like I feel like media coverage of, you know, LGBT anything is so superficial these days. A lot of people just want to kind of meet an, an inclusivity quota or whatever. Uh, you know, everybody at Songmas, I mean, if you pay attention, you know that I'm a big old faggot. Um, and <laughs> and like, you know, from the, and Beverly is also queer. And so like we, we you know, since in over, over five years of the show, we've been very open about talking about this stuff. Um, and yeah, it is very important for me to have these sort of like very sober conversations. Again, like, you know, you you work in in uh, HIV advocacy um, and you even disclose your status at the beginning of the episode. And I want to talk about more about that specific topic later in the show, um, you know, because we have a we have a, a, a an extensive playlist today, dear listeners. And again, this is I you know, there will be plenty of Yas Queen. 
there will be, you know, <laughs> plenty of screaming and and hoteria and all that jazz. But, you know, like, but, you know, I wanted to start this series off with like a real sort of assessment of things that are going on in the world. I mean, we're talking, this conversation is going to be in English. Uh, the majority of our listeners are in the United States. Um, but, you know, I think it's also appropriate that like for one time, we don't talk about fucking Stonewall. You know, let's talk about what's happening in another country. And I think Brazil uh, is a fascinating country, uh, very complex in terms of like, because it's it's simultaneously very conservative and very like, you know, very visible in terms of like trans rights and gay rights and da da da. So it's like there's a, it's a very extreme. And so, uh, you know, we're going to be getting into all that today. Uh, but let's talk about some music. <laughs> yeah, it is. Let's get let's get this playlist going. So the first song that we listened to was by Leah Clark. Uh, it's called Elvisie, uh, and this is featuring Poca. Um, and I wanted to start this show th this this uh, this show with a bang. You know, like I always like starting with a strong song, and I feel like this is like the the punchiest, you know, most danceable, most craziest song that we have here today. I mean, there's a lot of different musical genres, uh, listeners, but. Um, but this one, I, I loved it. I was just like, this is like a bang. Um, what can you tell us about, about Leah Clark? Well, uh, first of all, I think that Leah is, um, how can I say? She's very straightforward. Mm -hmm. She's uh, that kind of drag queen that she wants something and she goes for it. Okay. Um, she likes to wear really small tank tops, phones. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's something that I like of her. When you watch <laughs> the video clip, you can see that uh, even this scenario is very raw. Mm -hmm. And I like that because this is a very um, Brazilian scenario. Like many um, Brazilian young uh, gay, queer, uh, LGBT folks uh, grew up in scenarios like that, you know, like yeah. bars uh, with beer and like, uh, chicken and roosters walking around mm -hmm. and like you saw your parents having beer and things like that so like I think that she's she shows uh, uh, Brazilian reality in her uh, videos and also like in her uh, style of music like I, I really like her kind of music because it's really like Brazilian you know it's a it's a technobrega no yeah, techno brega, exactly. It's very like some kind of music that you know, it's very popular in, yeah. like, yeah, uh, most yeah, but pop popular to culture, you know. Oh, totally. I mean, uh, you know, dear listeners, you've probably heard of Pablo Itar before. I mean, she is a massive superstar. We've played her on this show a number of times because we're big fans here. Um, and, you know, but like, I think it's fascinating how Brazil has this sort of like this movement of like um, drag queen pop stars. Like, you know, I feel like what drag race has tried to do in the US, the Brazilian girls have just done it naturally and very successfully. I mean, uh, again, Pablo Vitar, Leah Clark, uh, Aretuzalovi, uh, uh, Kaya Conki, Gloria Groove, Gloria Groove, Gloria Groove, as out out of drag is an actor and did the voice for the the Brazilian dub of, of Aladdin as yeah. Aladdin and I thought that was crazy <laughs> they got a drag queen to do the voice of Aladdin of a Disney film 
It was so perfect, dude. Like it was so beautiful, Niga. It was so beautiful. Like I, I was crying the whole movie. I was like, I can't believe this is not a group. <laughs> it's amazing. So again, yeah. like again, you guys got to pay attention to the to the big drag explosion that's happening in Brazil, which I think is fascinating. Um, and then uh, up next, we're gonna listen to a song by Linda Quebrada. Um, and I want to I want to play the song. And when we come back, I want to talk about the the visibility that trans people uh, have been receiving uh, in media, which is uh, really inspiring. Um, this song is called Muito Mas Talento. Uh, what can you tell us about the song by, by Linda Quebrada? Well, first of all, I think this is quite a, st a statement. Mm. Like um, if you get to see the lyrics and the translation. Mm -hmm. uh, it's all about not accepting less than you think that you deserve, you know? Like, we as um, many, I, I speak as a gay man uh, who was once before like a gay teenager, mm -hmm. uh, we had to live most of our um, gay experience, our gay sexual experience uh, in like the countryside or even big cities. We had to live uh, inside the closet. We had to live it uh, in in darkness. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we had we were made to to, to believe that uh, we could only uh, get half or of the share. And actually, like she comes with this song and she says, "No, like I get everything that I want, mm -hmm. and not just what you think that I deserve." That's why I think that this song is so powerful. Also, like the beat is really strong. Like it's kind of mysterious. Uh, it's very powerful. Yeah, I think I the beat. I think the beat has a, a bit of ballroom, like like voguing type of beat. So I think it's really really great. Mm -hmm. Again, we're so we're gonna listen to that now. Again, the song is called Muito Mais Talento. Um, or oh, is it Talente? <laughs> no, it's Talento. Talento. Yeah. Talento. Yeah. You, okay. you said it right. Before. Yeah. yeah. Muito mais talento. Um, yeah. And this is by Linda Quebrada. Uh, and so we'll be right back with more Brazilian queerness, baby. Não adianta pedir que eu não vou te chupar escondida no banheiro. Você sabe, eu sou muito gulosa, eu não quero só pica, quero corpo inteiro, nem vem com esse papo. Feminina, tu me come? Quem disse que linda assim eu vou querer dar o meu cu pra homem? Ainda mais da sua laia, de raça tão específica. Que acha que pode tudo na força de Deus e na glória da pica Já, Já tava na cara que tava pra ser extinto Que não adiantava nada bancar o machão se valendo de pinto Tu se achou gostosão, né? Pensou que eu ia engolir Ser bicha não é só dar o cu É também poder resistir E eu vou te confessar Que às vezes nem eu me aguento <risos> Pra ser tão viado assim Precisa ter muito Muito Muito, muito 
muito, 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 mas muito talento.
Meu olho de Diana, meu peito de Afrodite, minha verdade de Atena, quem quiser, Afrodite. Okay, and we're back. And uh, so we just heard a song by Claudia Wonder, um, and it's called Diva da Duvida. Um, now, I'm actually really excited. So like, um, so last year, because again, I, I have been paying attention to, again, the, the, the sort of, I don't want to call it an explosion because it's not a movement. It's not a musical genre. Like people's identities is not a musical genre. But like, I noticed that sudden, that not suddenly, but a lot of trans uh, queer drag queens, like a lot of femmes in Brazil started to get a lot of attention, you know, in music, like on YouTube, on radio, you know, Pablo Vittar, I think was the first one that I noticed, but then I was like, oh wait, there's Gloria Groove and there's Lineker and then, you know, and Linda Quebrada and da 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 da. So you and I collaborated on uh, a story that I wrote. I, I sent you some questions via email. You sent me insane answers. I mean, like <laughs> you sent me of a fucking encyclopedia, which was amazing. <laughs> I mean, I, I still have that email because I've, I've used it a couple more times on another couple of projects. Um, and in yeah, that, sure. and in that you, you told me about Claudia Wonder and I was like, what? Cause she was, you know, so um, even though this is one of the songs that I brought, I would like you again to tell us a bit more about Claudia Wonder because I find her fascinating. Well, Claudia Wonder, um, was such a punk hardcore figure in Brazil uh, in the 80s. Like, she broke everything. She represented, like, avant-garde uh, music. She, she was, like, uh, breaking stereotypes. She, well, I told you, like, about when she made that performance with fake blood in a mm -hmm. bath, in a bathing tub. And uh, like in, in during the AIDS pande pandemic, <laughs> I mean, pandemic, that's crazy. Like, this is crazy, man. <laughs> like, this happened in a, in a, a rock, rock and roll uh, club. Mm -hmm. Like, can you imagine, like, with a lot of straight uh, heterosexual people, <laughs> and you have a transvestite in the middle, like, doing a performance with her rock band? Yeah. So, like, this is what we're talking about, like uh, trans people making history, like for real, like they are leaders, like they are making history. And this is not something from today, like they've, they've been here like since ever. Yes, and, and Claudia Wonder, uh, she did a lot of things, uh, you know, beyond just performing. I mean, her first and only album uh, that was ever released came out in like 20, in like 2000 something. Uh, I forget, because it's like, and it's this electronic, uh, kind of electronic dance, almost electro clash record. Uh, that's, I, I mean, there's really beautiful songs on there, but I really like Diva da Duvida. Um, but again, she did so much more than that. She was also an author. Um, you know, she was an actress. Uh, there's a, a, a documentary about her life called Meu Amigo Claudia. And again, I want to note the, the gender sort of disparity there uh, by calling her Amigo. Um, you know, and, and I think this is a good transition to the next uh, topic that I, that I wanted to talk about because um, so Claudia Wonder uh, uh, identified as travesti because um, you mentioned you said transvestite earlier and for people who speak English that is a very different term because um, that's more of a straight man who dresses in women's clothes um, because it's kinky uh, but travesti is an identity that exists 
it's not the same. Oh, I didn't know. No, no, no. Travesti is a very different identity in Latin America, like because it's an actual okay. identity. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I and and it's even for me because like I you know I I didn't grow up in the U.S. but I studied in the U.S. and you know for me it's like trying to define that identity because it's not quite a trans woman like travesti or or you know so can you try to break down this this identity for us it's it's because it's a because again it, this may be the first time that some of our listeners in the U.S. have heard of it. Yeah, um, I think it's. Uh... A little sensitive for me as mm -hmm. a gay man to sure. try to define it, but even trying to risk uh, to take taking the risk of uh, being misinterpreted, uh, being misunderstood. Sorry, mm -hmm. um, I'll try to help. Uh, I think that the Travis chief uh, people who identify as Travis chief uh, don't feel the need of, uh, they, they don't see themselves as even uh, male or female, like the, the genders. Mm -hmm. So they just see themselves as travesty. Mm -hmm. uh, they, it, it's just like as um, non-conforming, you know, would be something not exactly as non-binary and yeah. uh, also they rather be referred as in a, with the female pronouns. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, it's like, it's it's like a it's like a third gender. Something like a, a third yeah. gender, uh, and also like in I think that in Latin America, it's, mm -hmm. it's also have been related through throughout history with prostitution and yeah. throughout history, uh, yes. but. Lately, we have we, we've been trying to undermine this um, stereo stereotype. You know, we've mm. been trying to change this history, uh, trying to create quotas uh, in universities, in public service, so in order to include tra travesties in, as much as um, uh, trans people in general. Yeah. Yeah. Because one of the texts that I wrote uh, by th that I read by Claudia Wonder said something to the effect of like nobody misses travestis because they, you know, a new one appears on the street every day and a new one dies on the street every day. And so it's just it's like a cycle. Um, and I think, as you said, like because uh, it's an identity that it's very closely associated with prostitution. Yeah. Um, I read something about uh, in the 1980s, the, the, the dictatorship in Brazil did something called Proyecto Limpieza or, or something, something to that effect. Yeah. Um, yes. And it was basically, quote unquote, cleaning up the streets uh, exactly. by arresting travestis, you know. Uh, yeah, they would be tortured, uh, they would be beaten, mm -hmm. um, and they would be killed after. Yeah. Um, actually, as... Well, since you got to the topic, like um, some some travesties would even uh, start to identify themselves as uh, trans trans women mm -hmm. uh, in order not to be discriminated wow. because of the travesty identity. Yeah, that's something really sad because, like, can you imagine yourself not saying you're gay because you don't want to be <laughs> discriminated? Like, yeah, yeah you know what is it like so like it, it's awful 
and, and you like, and you're choosing and you're identifying as another identity that's also extremely uh, yes. discriminated. <laughs> it's like oh, uh, exactly. damn. Um, uh, yeah, and I I think a part of the reason also why I put this Linda Quebra song with Claudia Wonder is because I remember when she first started gaining gaining fame, like she started to be well known. She identified as travesti, um, and now she identifies as a trans woman. Um, it's interesting that, that you should say that. Um, I mean, I also think it's just also part of growth, you know, like you just, as you, you know, grow and evolve and learn new things about yourself in the world, you know, uh, I mean, I think we all have the right to identify however we please. Oh yeah, uh, definitely. Like, um, I'm not sure, but I think that, uh, Laerge, I don't know if you've uh, heard his name before, but uh, it's a no. Brazilian, um, is it like someone who uh, do draws like um oh, like uh, a junkie? newspaper uh, who draws for like the newspaper okay you know, uh, like uh, like critical um, oh like an like illustrator issues. yeah an illustrator yeah. yeah yeah like a comic artist yeah like a comic artist uh, and uh, her name is Lyadich at okay. first like she identified herself as a travesty and mm -hmm. like with time she came to uh, like discovering herself as a trans woman. Sure, I mean evolution, yeah. evolution. It's yeah, the name of yeah, the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, let's let's move on to more music. I mean, there's so much that I want to mm -hmm. uh, get into. Um, I, and up next, we're gonna listen to uh, Johnny Hooker, and this is a song called Flutua, and this is featuring Lineker Eos Caramelos. Um, I don't know how Johnny identifies, but Lineker uh, is a very well-known uh, trans woman. Um, I actually had the great pleasure of meeting her once. Um, she's oh my God, lovely, really? yeah. oh, baby, and she and her face was painted, and she gave me a, pr a like a kiss on the cheek, and I was like, "No, your makeup," and she's like, "It's okay, ah. girl, it's fine." I'm like, ah! <laughs> "Yeah, I, I hope you never washed. You have never <laughs> washed your face before." <laughs> well, I mean, I had to, or else I get acne. But um, yeah, she was fabulous, and like I saw her perform. Uh, twice at Primavera Sound, and that same summer I saw her perform in New York. I think twice as well. Um, so that year oh, I saw her so perform. Up. And when <laughs> I went to Primavera Sound, I I was telling everybody, Lineker Eos Caramelos was the best show I saw. The and like this is like and that same festival I got to see Elsa Suarez. Um, so oh I was my like, gosh! Yeah, no, I was extremely lucky that you know that was the year that I was like, I need to really take the, my time with Brazil. Like Brazil is, things are, cool things are happening in Brazil. Um, you should spend a season here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying to, my God. No, I, no, when no. I go, we're gonna be, we're gonna be roommates. Eh. Um, yeah, Bicha, we have room here. <laughs> Bichas locas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Bichas come to mexico city you'd have such a great time it's so fun it will be even better yeah <laughs> um tell us tell us about johnny hooker flutua and obviously a bit of lineker yeah so uh flutua is a song about um homophobia yeah there's no oh, okay. other way of saying it yeah um well it's about homophobia and facing it uh, with your chest open, you know, mm. like uh, giving the other face, you know, and not giving up. Keep keep being yourself, you know. Don't don't give up. I think that's the the message. Okay. And uh, the the sound is amazing. Uh, Lineker's voice with Johnny Hooker, like they match 
so mm. beautifully. Like yes. you will, you before listening to the music, you would never guess that that very voices would match. But like mm. when you listen, you're like, oh my god, like this is a good combination. <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful, uh, beautiful song. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's go ahead and listen to Flutua. This is Johnny Hooker featuring Lineker Eos Caramelos. Uh, and we'll be right back with more of my good friend Thales. <laughs> Quando virem rumores do nosso amor Baby, eu já cansei de me esconder Entre olhares sussurros com você Somos dois homens e nada mais Eles não vão vencer e nada de ser em vão Antes dessa noite acabar Dance comigo a nossa canção Soltas pelo chão Teu corpo teso, duro são E o teu cheiro que ainda ficou na minha mão Um novo tempo há de vencer Pra que a gente possa florescer E baby, amar o mar sem temer Eles não vão vencer Baby, nada de ser Em vão Antes dessa noite acabar Baby, escute É a nossa canção
O amor me pegou e eu não descanso enquanto não pegar aquela criatura. Saio na noite a procurar o batidão do meu coração na pista escura. Se pego e me entrego e fui. Será que ela quererá? Será que ela quer? Será que meu sonho influi? Será que o meu plano é bom? Será que é no tom? Será que ele se conclui? E as gatas extraordinárias que andam nos meios onde ela flui? Será que ela evolui? Será que ela evolui? O amor me pegou e eu não descanso enquanto não pegar aquela criatura. Saio na noite a procurar o batidão do meu coração na pista escura. Se pego e me entrego e fui. Será que ela quererá? Será que ela quer? Será que meu sonho inclui? Será que o meu plano é bom? Será que é no tom? Será que ele se conclui? E as Extraordinárias que andam nos meios onde ela flui. Será que ela evolui? Será que ela evolui? E se ela evolui, será que isso me inclui? Tenho que pegar, tenho que pegar, tenho que pegar essa criatura. Tenho que pegar, tenho que pegar, tenho que pegar. Tenho que pegar, tenho que pegar, tenho que pegar essa criatura. Tenho que pegar, tenho que pegar, tenho que pegar. Enquanto não pegar aquela criatura, saio na noite a procura o batidão do meu coração na pista escura. Se pego e me entrego e fui. Será que ela quererá? Será que ela quer? Será que meu sonho inclui? Será que o meu plano é bom? Será que é no tom? Será que ele se conclui? E as gatas extraordinárias que andam nos meios onde ela Será que ela evolui? Será que ela evolui? E se ela evolui, será que isso me inclui? Tenho que pegar, tenho que pegar, tenho que pegar essa criatura. Tenho que pegar, tenho que pegar, tenho que pegar. Tenho que pegar, tenho que pegar, tenho que pegar essa criatura. Tenho que pegar, tenho que pegar, tenho que pegar. Tenho que pegar, tenho que pegar, tenho que pegar. Tenho que pegar, tenho que pegar, tenho que pegar O amor me pegou So we're back, and the second song that we just heard there is by Cassia Eller. Uh, it's called Gatas Extraordinarias. Um, so I, uh, you know, so uh, you know, obviously, like, uh, so we're in the we're in the the cis women, um, you know, section, and like, you know, dope lesbians doing dope things. Because guess, because you know what, with like lesbians get shit done, man. Like the gays, we we're too busy, you know, like on ketamine. Um, you know, but like the girls, like these, these women are really out here, man. 
Um, and so uh, I want to talk a little bit about Cassia Eilid. I don't know, because I sent you my playlist and you were like, oh, there's a few people that I don't actually know very well. I don't know if you actually know Cassia Eilid or not. Oh, yeah, I do. I do. Like, Cassia Eilid in the 90s, like, she was the hit. Like, okay. she was everywhere. She was, like, in cover of magazines. She, like, she did this uh, MTV acoustic and it was such a hit. Like, Every time that you turned up the radio, it was playing Cassia Eller. Amazing. Like when were, yeah, when you went to, to bars, like every every um, uh, artist was playing Cassia Eller, like everywhere. Like I grew up listening to Cassia Eller, like it was so, so good. Yes. So like it's hard to imagine not like someone that doesn't know Cassia Eller, she, she's really good. Yeah. And I mean, again, and the song is called Gatas Extraordinarias. It's like, it, you know, it's like saying <laughs> extraordinary girls. Um, and I mean, I think that's precisely what she was. I think that's precisely, you know, who she's talking to. Um, what she liked also. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, and and yeah. And and so like uh, I again, in, in my research for all these stories that I've written, um, I came across uh, O Levantamento do Ferros Bar. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I think I've pronounced that correctly. I'm trying here. Mm -hmm. um, and um, so I thought like, I don't know that that's the first because uh, it's not it wasn't even a riot. At first, when I read about it, I thought it was a riot. It was just a protest. Um, mm -hmm. But it was basically for the listeners at home. It was a protest uh, uh, led by lesbians um, at Ferro's Bar in Sao Paulo, um, which was like a popular communist hangout. And then when the dictatorship came in, um, it became more for like, you know, the, the communists had to be more careful. So it, it welcomed more of the lesbians um, and they were very visible. And, you know, there, there was this plant pamphlet uh, that used to be uh, distributed called Shama Kum Shama, uh, uh, Fire with Fire. Um, see, I, see, I've done my research, baby. Uh, you did. <laughs> I, I am known to improvise on this show, but I did my research today. Um, and yeah, and, ah, and the and the and the bar banned it. Uh, they banned this pamphlet from being distributed um, and kicked out the activists. And so the activists rallied, um, and they came and they, and they like occupied the space. It wasn't again. It wasn't a riot. They occupied the space, but they got the support of like media. They got a couple of like uh, Congress people to come and support as well. Um, and it, and like that day, uh, sometime in August, I, I think it's like 18 of August, give or take, is uh, Lesbian 29th. Visibility Day. Tw what day? 29. 29. 29 of August is Lesbian Visibility Day in in Brazil. And the reason I wanted to bring this one up is because like so like I it, when I was reading, it, a lot of people were like, oh, this is Brazilian Stonewall. Da, 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 da. Um, I was hoping we could give a little history on, uh, you know, gay rights you know, just to use a very, very broad term here uh, in Brazil, because as I was reading, uh, homosexuality was never like illegal necessarily. It was never like like banned in the law, but, you know, raids would still happen or whatever. So what are some like important moments in queer history uh, that our listeners can learn about for Brazil? Well, um, I'd say that um, this episode that you mentioned is very important. The Ferro's Bar episode. Mm -hmm. uh, also, uh, during Brazilian dictatorship, uh, we had the uh, sheriff uh, Hichetti, okay. who was a um, Brazilian dictatorship 
um, sheriff who would go to the, that uh, gay uh, avenue that I took you here in uh, Sao Paulo downtown. Oh, okay. Where, where the gays are mm-hmm. uh, in, in, the, in the downtown. Uh, and he would take, you know, the, uh, the cops' cars and would, like, beat gay people, uh, lesbians, and uh, uh, tr- trans women, uh, mm-hmm. trans women. Uh, and, like, it happened so many times that, like, uh, it, it, it also was, like, part of history because it, with time, like, it built a movement. Okay. Of reaction. And then, like, in the beginning of the 1980s, uh, we had, like, our little Stonewall. Okay. When we had our first march. When, uh, uh, what, what year was the first march? I think that it was 1980. Okay. Or 1981. Okay, okay. Uh, the first march. Uh, but it wasn't still, like, a gay pride, exactly. Like, our, right. our first pride... Uh, happened in 1997. What? Yeah. Wow. Uh, in like Paulista Avenue. Okay. Yeah, of course. Like that really Sao Paulo famous avenue. With, yeah, like, when, when I visited Sao Paulo, that's where I was staying. It was, I was staying on Paulista. Yeah, it's, it's very famous, right? Like with the glass mirror uh, views mm-hmm. and things like that the pinacoteca <laughs> is there and the, the there's a museum no the pinacoteca is for them there's a Ma- museum yeah, yeah the, Mas- yeah, the uh, museum of arts of sao paulo mm. um, <clears throat> and then like <clears throat> after the this pride like a pride went building you know like uh, this movement was building up each, each and every year and mm-hmm. like it, what started with maybe hundreds of people uh, at at a uh, at a point like maybe 2005, uh, it became the biggest pride uh, of the world. It had like three and a half million people. Yeah, it's As insanely. Say, like, it's insane. It's so scary. It's, it's, it's so cool. It's insane because, as you said, like as you mentioned. Brazil um, never had like any law that prohibited homosexuality, Mm -hmm. but uh, at the same time, Brazil has this very conservative culture. Yeah. So like everything was very uh, authorities uh, with the with these conservative core values of the church of the Catholic Church always figure out ways of. fighting against homosexuals, uh, our culture, um, our people, everything like that, like um, with persecution, tortures, uh, like psychiatrics. Mm. So it it wasn't official. Yeah, yeah. You you don't have like um, official um, uh, laws but you have a lot of records of things that happen. Um, I want to ask before we move on, um, because again, I, so in, in, in all the research that I've done, because a lot of these very important moments happened during the dictatorship. Uh, they happened either right before or during or right after. Um, and like in, in many ways, it, it was connected to the dictatorship. Uh, it lasted almost 20 years, I think, right? From like 64 to 85 or something like that, or 65 to 84. Yeah, um, exactly. 
So, um, you know, I'm curious uh, because again, there's no shortage of of uh, queer things that happened at that time. Again, I already mentioned Claudia Wonder. I mentioned Levantamento de Ferros Bar. Uh, Die Croquettes happened, uh, which is a fabulous documentary that you should all go check out. Die Croquettes are uh, this sort of very satirical uh, uh, dance troupe, theater troupe, um, you know, or so I, uh, or what is it, Lampiao da Esquina, uh, this, you know, very famous queer publication. It was really gay. It was, it was gay men who ran it. And um, they were very not necessarily accepting of anybody else, but. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but. Um, A lot of but, contradictions. Sure. And that's, you know, it's part of life. Um, and we can ask questions and all day. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I don't you weren't there, you weren't, you know, you weren't 25 years old during the dictatorship or anything, but like what, from what you've learned from the people that you know, from the people that you've met, from the people that you've talked to, from what you've, you know, seen, obviously, what was the sort of general uh, experience for queer people, um, you know, during the dictatorship? Because I think it was like all of the stuff, all of the raids came under the, the censorship law, that the dictatorship had uh, in place. So like, you know, like the drag queens had to be a bit more quiet. The travestis were being raided as we mentioned before. Um, what what I, I, what was the general stance of the dictatorship towards uh, queer people? I think that we can separate two kinds of approach. Really. Okay. Uh, first of all, like uh, there are the official um expressions let, let's say this way like of culture okay so, like we have these kind of broadway productions like uh showbiz productions um like clubs mm -hmm. not exactly clubs as we know nowadays but like this kind of uh night nightlife that people had during the 50s 60s uh a little bit of 70s and 80s and uh, people would go to these um, spaces that I'm calling clubs that were kind of showbiz, like a little bit of, uh, that would resemble sort of Vegas, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and that was really famous, something that people would really appreciate during this time of the like 50s, 60s, 70s. That's where someone like Miss Bia came from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Where Miss Bia came from, and uh, some people that are like really old. Uh, some people say that like when it comes to this kind of cultural expression, uh, it was kind of okay, but it wasn't exactly okay because you know, um, uh, okay, our artists would have uh, their law. Um, their working rights respected. They would have, you know, in, in this sense, they think that it, it was something good. Because nowadays with um, uh, neoliberalism, things aren't that good because you don't have as many working rights. Right. You know what I mean? Like nowadays, like everyone, everything's a mess. You have to work a lot and you don't earn as much money. But at the same time, like when you see the, in terms of um, liberties, of like civil li liberties, 
Like it was awful. Like people who were inside these clubs that were that, that I'm mentioning, uh, they could be uh, at any moment uh, the cops could get in mm-hmm. and they could uh, arrest people that were doing nothing but watch a show. <laughs> Sure. That we're doing nothing but, you know, dance together, like gay couples, lesbian couples. So, like, if you were, like, a gay man, you would have to get into a club with a female friend in order mm. not to be seen as a gay man, you know? So, like, you had to live inside a closet. Um, yeah, so I think so, this is a, a good reminder to be, like, it's it, happy pride and fuck cops. Um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, you didn't have any liberty, you know? Mm. Like, you had to live totally inside the closet. It wasn't good at all. Like, if you can be who you are, it's not good. How can it be good? I Mm. I don't think it's good. Well, I think uh, this is a great point of transition to our next song. Uh, I want to play a song by Ratas Rabiosas, or let me try here. Ratas Rabiosas. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Way way better. Um, and uh, the song is called Mulieres Punks. Uh, this is a hardcore band. Uh, I don't remember where they're from. I want to say uh, Sao Paulo, but uh, you know, I, I need to be careful because um, not everything is Sao Paulo, dear listeners. Um, but but yeah, I mean, this is a tribute to all those people who stood up, to all those people who fought back. Um, th- when I when I when I you know when I uh, uh, read about Ferro's Bar. Um, this was the song that came to mind. I was like, Mulieres Punks. Cause like I had, I had heard of Ratas, uh, of Ratas Javiosas in the past. Um, so I, I was just like, this song has to be uh, on the playlist. So again, this is Mulieres Punks, uh, you know, punch a cop and we'll be right back with more queer shit. <laughs> <laughs> Mess. 
un show de música emergente latinoamericana donde mezclamos entrevistas con los sonidos más frescos del underground. Su anfitrión, Richard Villegas, es un periodista musical contribuyendo a publicaciones como Remezcla, Rolling Stone y Bandcamp. Y con Song Mess, las conversaciones toman un giro más casual y personal, revelando el mundo interior de cada invitado. Song Mess está disponible en todas las plataformas digitales. Escúchalo martes 9 p.m. y jueves 9 a.m. por Nova Hits Radio. Song Mess. Vou descontar que me faz andar. Se não é por mulher, não sai nem do lugar. Eu já não tento nem disfarçar. Se tudo em que eu me meto é só pra impressionar. Mulher de corpo inteiro. Se não fosse por mulher, eu não era roqueiro. Mulher que se atrasa, mulher que vai na frente. Mulher dona de casa, mulher pra presidente. Mulher de qualquer jeito. Ninguém sabe o que ela tem no peito. Peito pra dar de mamar. Peito só pra enfeitar. Mulher faz bem pra vista. Tanto faz se ela é machista ou se é feminista. Você pode até achar que é um pouco de exagero. Mas eu sei lá, eu sei que eu não sei. Eu gosto é de mulher, eu gosto é de mulher. Eu gosto é de mulher. Eu gosto é de mulher. Mulher, eu já provei. Eu sei que é bom demais. Agora o resto eu não sei. Sei que eu não vou mudar, talvez. Sei que eu não vou nem tentar. Desculpe esse meu defeito. Eu digo que não é nem preconceito. Eu tenho amigo homem, eu tenho amigo gay. Mas eu sei lá, eu sei que eu não sei. Eu gosto de mulher, eu gosto de mulher. Eu gosto de mulher. Eu gosto de mulher. Eu sei como pisar no coração de uma mulher. Já fui mulher, eu sei. Já fui mulher, eu sei. All right. Uh... Uh, again, this is this is we're we're out here with the ladies. Uh, this this second song here was Ana Carolina, uh, El Gosto de Mulher. Um, again, this this is just a song that came up in my research, um, and I really really liked it. Again, it kind of reminded me a bit of Cassia Eller in that kind of like uh, kind of like bossa nova, kind of very very light, you know kind of feel but in terms of the lyrics of the song it reminded me a lot of this poem um i want a dyke for president that's very very famous um and let me search who actually wrote that <laughs> um <laughs> but 
yeah, so uh, that's a, a poem by Zoe Leonard. Um, and yeah, it just kind of reminded me a lot of that because it's like, you know, it'll go because it, it's very tongue in cheek, right? Because she's saying I like women, but it's like, I like women that work. I like women for president. I like women for this, you know, uh, so it's, it's very tongue in cheek. Again, I just really, really like it. Uh, again, I, I don't know if you can tell us anything about Ana Carolina. I don't actually know very much about her. Well, um, I'm not like a huge fan of Ana Carolina, not because I don't like her, just because mm -hmm. like it's um, not my genre. Sure, uh, sure, sure. But uh, she's quite famous in Brazil. She is extremely talented. Mm -hmm. Her voice is very powerful uh, and she's extremely beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And like all my dyke friends die for her. Like, they really love her. She's a classic for okay. guys, you know. <laughs> That's what I can say. Like, if you're a, a lesbian girl, like, and you wanna, you know, uh, say you're you're in love with someone out loud, just yeah. you know, uh, pick an Carolina song. And Work. Will, will, you know, fall for you. <laughs> Amazing. And so you can fucking dedicate, you know, some songs to a potential bay. Um, oh, um, so uh, again, so we've talked about the dictatorship uh, and now I want to uh, talk a bit about the current political situation in Brazil. Uh, again, I know that you are a lawyer. I know that you work in policymaking. So I know that the and general and for safety reasons, this can also be quite uh, a sensitive topic. So again, I will leave it at your discretion how much you want to say and how much you don't want to say. Uh, but dear listeners, I mean, if you have the Internet, you've heard of all of the shit and shenanigans that are happening in Brazil. Um, you know, uh, the very shitty things that the current president, uh, uh, Jair Bolsonaro has said prior to the election, during the election and after winning, uh, the many shitty things that he has done, uh, and the very, very poor handling of the pandemic. Um, and you know, I, I, and those are words by Richard Villegas, not words by Tales Coimbra, just making sure that that's clear in case, you know, the secret police is listening to some, some shit. Um, but, but yes, uh, tell us about, again, a bit about the, the current political situation in Brazil, uh, but also more specifically how that is affecting queer and trans people uh, in Brazil. Well, for, first of all, I'd like to say to everyone that's listening that I subscribe to everything that you just said. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I do not disagree with, with you, my, my friend. Okay. Uh, well. I'm just making uh, sure that you're safe after this is recorded. So, you know. <laughs> no, that's fine. Don't worry. Thank you, my friend. Okay. Uh, well, let's say that uh, for the, those who do not know, Bolsonaro, before being elected, said that if you have a um, son who is gay, he's gay mm. because he was not beating, beaten up enough. Okay. <laughs> After elected, he said that people who live with HIV um, are just expen expenses to the state. Okay. Uh-huh. Like we're just co costs. <laughs> we're just numbers. We're, we're making state uh, spend a lot of money. That's all. Yeah, yeah. You know, like we don't pay taxes, nothing. Like we don't have the right to to have our uh, health treatment paid by the state. Like it makes no sense. 
uh, <clears throat> with all that being said, uh, with the pandemic being totally misconducted by Mr. Bolsonaro, uh, what we have seen is that the uh, levels of LGBT uh, attacks, even inside home, are increasing so much. Like, uh, we have seen a lot of LGBTQ, uh, I, A plus people who are suffering inside their houses with domestic violence uh, perpetrated by their families uh, who are out of help. And this is really, really uh, horrible. Like, yeah. and we do not have any kind of public policy from the federal government. Uh, in 2019, our Supreme Court uh, ruled that LGBT phobia should be criminal uh, is is as much as a crime as racism. Mm -hmm. And when that happened last year, our uh, attorney, the government attorney, uh, tried a, a injunction against the the Supreme Court trying to overrule the judgment uh, made by the Supreme Court, trying to overrule the, the LGBT uh, discrimination uh, uh, equalization to, to racism, you know? Mm -hmm. so, so like, instead of trying to protect, to protect the LGBT population, our community, mm. everything that the Jair Bolsonaro um, government has been doing is the opposite. It's trying to make us less and less protected. Mm. Like they not, they, it's not just enough that they don't do anything to help us. They are effectively trying to make us hard. You know, we're mm. trying to reduce uh, the loss, the, the few measures that exist to help us. Like in Brazil, there is only one law that explicitly says that protects sexual orient orientation. Mm -hmm. That is the law of um, domestic abuse. All of our other rights, like uh, the right to of, uh, civil marriage, mm -hmm. um, the law of um, um, Name, name changing for uh, trans people, mm -hmm. uh, the law that, uh, that uh, enables um, blood donation mm -hmm. by gay men and um, bisexual men. All these were, were enabled by the Supreme Court because, like, because of what we said, of like um, Brazilian, Brazil being so conservative. In our uh, um, Congress, our Congress being so conservative, you know. Yeah. So um, like, it's really hard not being able to count with your federal government. Yeah. Uh, before we move on, um, I want to try to because uh, again, you know, uh, the the majority of our listeners here are in the U.S. and Mexico, um, and. Uh, because a lot of people in the U.S. were very surprised that Trump was elected. But like, you know, like 
we I don't feel like talking about him, but like Trump and Bolsonaro um, in, in Argentina, there was Macri. There's these sort of like, because a lot of quote unquote left people, but not really, <laughs> uh, voted for these very conservative, almost Nazi, not Nazi, but like, you know, like far like right wing, um, very racist, very shitty candidates. Um, and like kind of voting against our general interests. Um, and in the US, for example, like that was really triggered by economic disparity. You know, like people are like people were going hungry during Obama. You know, like Obama was a better president. That's no doubt about it. But like there were still people going hungry, you know, yeah, yeah, um, and and same in Argentina and same in Brazil. So, and I, I know, I mean, I don't, I don't think I know personally many people who voted right. for Bolsonaro, but from what everybody tells me, like, I mean, he won, I think, I think he won Rio de Janeiro and Sao Paulo, which you would think are these big progressive cities, yada, yada. So what do you think led people to, because again, I'm just trying to not, I don't want to be CNN here. I'm more interested in sort of understanding why people did this or, or, or showing uh, our listeners, why people voted for, for someone like him? Oh, <clears throat> uh, first of all, we got to uh, make things clear here that Brazil was under a coup of the top in 2016. Mm. Did, did I say it like coup, coup of No, no, a coup, coup d'etat. Coup, coup okay, coup d'etat in 2016. So uh, despite people, some people in Brazil saying it, it um, it was just an, an impeachment of president, of former president Dilma Rousseff. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uh, quite a, a, a majority of people that understand that what happened was a coup d'etat mm-hmm. in 2016. Like what she did, like didn't wasn't any kind of crime. She didn't get rich. She didn't make any any act of corruption. Right. And, she was uh, uh, she was took she was took out of office. So like after Dilma, uh, we were in a in a government that was illegal, that was illegitimate, and like everything that happened after was we understand that what were part of a plan of trying to change. Um, our our country in order of uh, because of bigger in- interests. Hmm. <clears throat> uh, we understand that there was a, a previous government that was that was a leftist government that, sure. was, that was trying to include uh, um, a big group of people that were poor people in the uh, budget in the government budget. And a lot of people didn't like that, this, you know, like services were getting more expensive and they didn't like this idea of, you know, like Brazil is very unequal. So prior to Dilma, prior to Lula, you could like, a lot of people could have housemates. A lot of people could do a lot of stuff like paying less than minimum wage wage, sorry. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but what about those poor people? You know, like they, they, have, they had to live with barely, barely minimum. 
So when you had Dilma and Lula, and they made a lot for Brazil, for especially those uh, less uh, wealthy people, mm. uh, those who were the richest, got really mad at them. And that's why we had this coup d'etat. After the coup d'etat, uh, what we saw were a lot of political strategies to get Lula out of the game in order for the uh, Workers' Party not to come back to, to the power. Mm. So in 2018, uh, so they started um, uh, a political trial against Lula. They said he, he, he robbed uh, Petrobras, which is the uh, Brazilian biggest oil company, state oil company, which never came to be uh, proved. And even like this year, it, it was uh, he was ruled, he was judged uh, innocent. <laughs> okay. So like now he's in the polls. Uh, Lula is in front of Bolsonaro. Like this week, they, uh, we came to know that Lula can beat Bolsonaro in the first, uh, in the first, how do we say, in the first. Like uh, the uh, first round. run, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh -huh. the first run. There's yeah. already elections happening. When are the elections supposed to happen? Next year. Oh but my like, god, that's fast. But, yeah, yeah, but like no one can stand Bolsonaro anymore. You know, like, we want impeachment. <laughs> we want impeachment, and we want impeachment right now, bitch. We yeah. are so tired. Like he's already killed half half a million Brazilians. Yeah, um, I think this is a good place to to listen to some music, and I think. This sort of down tone, I think it works with the song Claustrophobia. This is by Eddie Starr. Um, and Eddie Starr, I believe, again, according to my research, he was the first sort of music figure, uh, like the first, because he was a rock star in like the 50s and 60s. Um, I mean, it still is active as, as far as I know. Um, but he was like the first one to be out and, you know, out of the closet. Uh, which is kind of a big deal. Um, very, uh, very like 60s, sort of like that fuzzy rock guitar, a little, I don't know, it, it feels a little musical theater. Also, it feels a little cabaret, um, which I which I like. I don't I don't know if you can tell us uh, any any anything about Eddie Starr. Well, no, you're introducing me to something new. Thank you, you don't know Eddie Star? What? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. The, the, well, then let's go. I mean, what I just said, and uh, let's go ahead and listen to that now. Um, again, the song is called Claustrophobia. This is by Eddie Star, uh, and we'll be right back with more, you know, some resilient uh, Brazilian queers. E do vexame, porque eu preciso de espaço. Quero respirar, se não acabo no bagaço, atravessando o compasso. Ha! Pare de sufocar, eu não sou de muito papo não. Enquanto eu puder respirar, vou tocando o meu violão. Cheguem todos para lá, eu quero tocar bonito, porque se não eu grito. Essa que é brincadeira, olhe bem pra minha cara. Será que eu pareço um bicho ou alguma coisa rara? 
pare de sufocar Eu quero tocar bonito Porque se não eu grito E louco é chame Porque eu preciso de espaço Preciso de espaço Oh yeah Eu quero respirar Se não acabo no bagaço Atravessando no compasso oh. yeah. Pare de me sufocar Eu não sou de muito papo não Enquanto eu puder respirar Vou tocando no meu violão Cheguem todos para lá Eu quero tocar bonito Porque se não eu grito Porque se não eu grito Take it. 
All right, and we're back. And uh, we just heard a song by Ney Mato Grosso. Uh, it's called Omim Comache. Well, is that how you say H in, 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 in Portuguese? It's very different. <laughs> uh, what, what is it? Omen, how would you say it? Aga. Aga. Omen con aga. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay, that is very different, huh? Um, <laughs> and again, this is this is another like uh, another sort of classic Brazilian sort of like rock star. Um, you know, uh, he uh, he was kind of also known in the sixties and seventies for being very androgynous. Uh, you know, like from what I've seen, kind of elements of David Bowie, a bit of Freddie Mercury, like some of that sort of glam rock uh, mystique. Very cool. Um, again, I don't, I, it, again, this is also like a classic song by a classic, uh, you know, gay figure. Um, I don't know if you have, uh, if you know anything about, uh, Ney Mato Grosso that you'd like to add. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, what I know about Ney Mato Grosso is a little bit of what you said, like, mm -hmm. uh, he's, uh, a huge, uh, artist here in Brazil, mm -hmm. uh, a classic, uh, well, he faced the dictatorship in the 70s. Okay. Uh, he had his band. And uh, as you said, they were very performatic. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, well, yeah, they were really, like, they made something really new, like, very androgynous, as you said, like, not male, not male, like, and his voice is very... Uh, like it, it's not very great. Uh, how can I say? Like it's not very deep. Okay. Yeah, his, yeah. His his voice is more like high, high. Yeah, high pitch. So like it, it's like when when you see him singing, you get like, oh my god! Like it, I didn't expect. Amazing. Um, and and well, I kind of wanted to pair these two queens back to these old queens back to back, because I think it's also like, again, I want to talk more uh, a bit of history and about actually what you do uh, at, with HIV advocacy, um, which is an extremely important part of uh, queer history, um, you know, definitely uh, in the history of gay men. Uh, but uh, this has affected every corner of the community. And uh, dear listeners, in case you don't know it, straight people get it too. So y'all should be getting tested. Um, you know, it's just, it is what it is. Welcome to the life. I mean, welcome to reality. Um, yeah. So the I would like, doesn't exactly. I mean, it, it's like, again, it's like fucking COVID. Like there were all these people who were like, well, like, no, but COVID isn't going to affect Christians. And I'm like, girl, child. Um <laughs> You know, COVID doesn't happen during Christmas. Um, so, um, I, yeah, tell us about uh, the state of HIV, of the HIV crisis uh, in, in, in Brazil, which, by the way, dear listeners, a pandemic is a global uh, situation. HIV and the AIDS crisis is a pandemic. It didn't get it didn't get the marketing and the branding. But, it, you know, it is one absolutely a pandemic because, you know, Every corner of the of the of the globe has uh, been affected by it. So, uh, do tell us uh, again more about what you uh, about your work in HIV advocacy, and then about what's going on with HIV and, and AIDS in, in Brazil. Well, um, in Brazil, we have approximately approximately um, one million people living with HIV. Okay, uh, which is roughly. Uh, half, 
have zero point have zero point five percent of population. Okay. Um, fortunately, we have a universal health system. Okay. Who afford, uh, which makes affordable to um, have the treatment. Okay. So like you don't have you don't have to spend a single cent uh, to have the uh, to, to to have your treatment. Excellent. <clears throat> yeah, it's excellent. It's a uh, like worldwide uh, reference in treatment of HIV. Like Brazil is uh, a reference. Uh, but like as I said, in 2018, uh, we start to have this problem with government, with federal government of uh, Michel Temer, mm. who succeeded uh, Dilma Rousseff. And as I said, like they started to um, ask people who live with HIV to see if they still needed their pensions, which made no sense. Sure. Because like if people were out of um, the market, like if they weren't working anymore after 20, 15 years, like they wouldn't be able to go back to market, like to work, you know, to get another job. Yeah. So like they were making people just, you know, uh, go back to starving. <laughs> well, and if, if these are pensions also, you're probably of a certain age. So that will make it even more difficult to be hired or. Exactly. Rizzi. Like people would have, 50 years, you know, uh, 55 years. Uh, like if you're if you are 50 years, like people already just don't want to hire you. Yeah. If you are 50 years old plus HIV positive, the stigma is even bigger. You Correct. Know? So what the government, the federal government was doing was like a criminal act. Mm. So uh, in the NGO that I work, we uh, help these people. We go into uh, we go to the courts. And we help these people to reverse the act. Uh, and also, I, I'm, try, I'm doing this research to, to understand how much success we have in these um, injections. And um, we see that a lot of judges uh, simply don't care, you know? Like sometimes we even have people who, have, um, who are disabled, people who are blind, people who can walk. And even though uh, we, we explain the situation to the judges and the judges uh, just don't care, you know, like it's, it's really tough. Um, well, this, all this being said, like uh, a good thing that happened recently is that we were able to uh, get people who live with HIV to be vaccinated. Mm -hmm. uh, with the prior, priority groups. Great, uh, now good. With, uh, the COVID-19 situation. So uh, at least it's uh, good news. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I think it's uh, something to be celebrated. Absolutely, I, I mean, I, I and I've seen that before. I saw it in Chile as well. I have uh, a number of friends uh, who are, you know, who are open about their status as HIV positive. Um, and they were also prioritized in the, in the vaccination order, I guess. Um, so that's good. Um, are, uh, so, uh, how about like stigma or prevention? Are those big things like, cause like, 
I, uh, so since like prep happened, uh, <laughs> I don't see condoms very often anymore. And like, I'm not oh, yeah. saying like, like I use them, trust and believe. Oh, well, whenever, whenever we get to that, point, <laughs> I, I do use them. Um, you know, but it's just like, I don't know. It's something that takes me out of like, say like watching porn or, uh, I was recently in a situation that I can't say too much about on, on this podcast, but trust and believe there was not a whole lot of safety uh, for the people involved, um, <laughs> which I was a little like, huh? Um, and so, yeah. So like, I don't like, for example, like is prep easily accessible in Brazil or, you know, cause I, I, I don't think it's very easily accessible in Mexico unless you have a ton of money. Um, but, but I don't, I like, again, even if it's like on Twitter porn or something like, I don't see condoms very much anymore. And that is really scary to me. Cause I'm like, girl, what are y'all doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think this is a major issue that you just brought. Um, well, prep was brought, uh, to Brazil in 2017. So it's quite recent. Uh, and it's available mostly in big cities like the state capitals. Mm. Uh, and yeah, mostly big cities. Unfortunately, it's been really slow to um, being affordable in small cities, which is uh, something that needs to be urged, uh, needs to be done. Because, uh, you know, it, it needs to be uh, a universal public policy. It, it can't be just for a few of us. Uh, mostly because it's very effective mm. in preventing HIV infections. Uh, it's it's uh, effective and cheap, you know? Yeah. Uh, also, uh, yeah, I, I think that, you know, condoms, we can't just forget the condoms because uh, people tend to think that we just have the HIV uh, situation but like we also have syphilis we have yep. uh, hip, uh, hepatitis uh, is this the way that you say yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hepatitis and gonorrhea yeah. and chlamydia gonorrhea and, and all these yeah. things and like if you don't if you don't pay attention to these other uh, STDs uh, STIs uh, like they can get really serious like mm. syphilis if you don't pay attention to it, you can get blind, you yep. it can go to your brain, yep. uh, and you can get like really, like you can get disabled. So uh, something that we talk a lot in the um, HIV community is the treatment as, um, as a means of uh, prevention. Yeah. So like, if you have uh, a, a ways of doing it, please go and regularly test yourself. Yes. You know, because testing is a way of prevention. Yes, sir. Ooh, like, say that shit. Ooh. In each six months, go to a clinic and go test yourself. Like, there's no, no such problem as knowing your status. Mm. It's better to know your status than Because if you get positive there is life after being positive. You yeah. know, like being positive is not a problem. You get treatment, you get medicines. It's not a death sentence nowadays. Yes. It's completely okay. Like yes. there's a whole community that's going to embrace you, that's going to 
help you. That's gonna, you know, uh, it's that's gonna show you that everything is gonna be okay. And with that said, happy pride. Don't be an asshole. Wrap it up. Like wrap up that dick, girl. Cause like happy pride. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we need a bit of healing. Um, so up next, we're gonna listen to a song by Rico Dalasam, uh, who is actually one of the first uh, of this whole, you know, like again, it's it's just like it's a large community of of LGBT artists that I that came into my life, into my atmosphere around the same time. And he was the first one to arrive. He has a song called uh, Rica that I love, or, or Rikisima. That's what, I love that song. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is off his brand new album, um, and and uh, 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 which is name I don't remember. But the song is called Braille, which I love this song. And this is, uh, was also, uh, I think all the tracks are produced or co-produced with Dino. Uh, what can you tell us about Rico Dalasam? Well, uh, Rico... I think that, first of all, unfortunately, uh, I think he's very underestimated in Brazil. Mm. Unfortunately, that must be said. Um, Hiku was, existed before Pablo Vittar uh, hit. Yeah. 2017 hit, um, Todo Dia. That was the carnival uh, hit. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You know, because like a lot of people thought that he just existed because of Todo uh, Dia, um, but mm-hmm. he existed before. He made music before. He, he's a, a rapper just before uh, 2017. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's a really amazing rapper. Uh, his lyrics are quite amazing. He talks about a lot of issues uh, about being a black uh, gay man in uh, interracial relationships. Okay. And, um, I think he's being really stigmatized uh, in the uh, music scenario by uh, fans, you know, the fandom. Sometimes fandom can be really toxic. Yes, sir. And this is so awful. Like, guys, you know, art- artists are also people, you know, stop attacking people in social media, you know, just like respect them. Um, It's not about good and evil, (laughs) you know, Um, stop taking people's sides when you don't know what's happening in the backstage. And um, even like Emicida, who is a very huge Brazilian famous rapper. Yes. He said in a very famous Brazilian uh, TV show that he thinks that Hiku um, Dalasan is one of the biggest uh, songwriters in Brazil nowadays. Wow, that is one yeah. hell of an endorsement. Yeah, I think it is. Like, Hiku doesn't even need it, but like, he is. He is. Um, well, I think so. Okay, so this is off. Uh, let's see, I'm trying to like get the name of the album here. It's Dolores da la Guardial do Alivio. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, so the song is called Braille. Um, and yeah, we're going to listen to that. This is by Rico Dalasan. We'll be right back with more uh, Brazilian Pride situations. Dalasan, <laughs> 
Lá em cima igual laje Esse moleque me tira do sério Me deixa triste mais tarde Pra que tanto número se a alma flora Não tem guarda só quando o corpo frita Eu tô no Brasil e pra muitos aqui O futuro é um caminhão pipa Você me avalia de você que eu gosto Eu sei o que faço com sua autoestima Não acho que tá tudo bem, eu posso Tá pra baixo mesmo quanto ando em cima Eu vi glitter onde não tinha Você viu glitter me achou bagunceiro Entre brigas e cinzeiro Eu acordo primeiro pra ter foto sua em meu travesseiro Minha mãe disse que eu me fudi Minha amiga disse assim ser palmito Segunda começo num trampo novo Tô pensando em levar marmita A vida desce rendas e rendas De incompatíveis passionais Tão fãs de Lady Gaga Tão noras de Lady Di Junto todo mundo fica Até as roupas nos varais Na madrugada nossa tabuada é a do dois Nessa conta demais Inteligente igual border collie Mas sofre de borderline Traz tanto amor a bode Fecha o olho e me leia Embraele, embraele, embraele Fecha o olho e me leia Embraele, embraele
Resplandecente, bêbada de glória para o mundo Sou indecente, cavaleira apocalíptica Ao meu lado, só traveloquente Em meus pés o lobotã, arte reluzente É reteté, ando por lugares altos Sempre profana, deusa frozen em dois mil Quer capeta, eu só sou porque sou Mas maná que o nosso arraial celebre Lâminas lascivas Nossa brasa é fogo ardente Ao meu redor sinto a vida como um futuro Prevê um vidente No planalto profetizo Júpido bairro no ar Tomando a faixa presidencial Levanta De piton, portar uma bolsa pra dar Versace e Saint Lohan. Quero vestir Valenciaga, travesti no comando da nação. E nós juntas rogamos a praga que o macho caia e o seu Deus transicione. Solta a porra do meu saxofone As que confiam na travesti São como os montes de Sião Que não se abalam mas permanecem para sempre
Right, and we're back. And the second song that we just heard there is called Resplandecente. Uh, and this is by Ventura Profana and Poder Desligado. Um, uh, I, I, so I actually like love Ventura Profana. There's a song called uh, Eu Nao Vou Morrer that I love. Um, and so I'm, I was really excited to see her on the list and also that it wasn't the song that I've already played. Uh, tell us about Ventura. Tell us about Resplandecente. Well, Ventura Profana was quite a discovery for me. Like, did I tell you about her? I think that my brother told me about her. Oh, okay. Like, I think that I had just left the uh, the clinic, um, and uh, my my brother showed me the the lyric, um, the song, mm -hmm. and the video clip. And I was like, oh my God, like, this is like a healing song, you know, like, this is so beautiful. Oh my God, like, what she's singing, it's so empowering. Mm -hmm. it, it's like about owning everything. Like, the song, like, nothing matters, anything around you, like, everything that matters is how powerful you can feel like Ventura Profana just just makes me connect with this thing that I think that us LGBT people um, this power that we think that we know that we have mm -hmm. inside of us um, and that we don't need validation from other people you know like uh, and we learn a lot of that when we relate, when we have friendships with uh, trans people, for instance. Yeah. Because trans people, uh, they are under a lot of pressure, under a lot of discrimination. Like, if you don't have um, that, that diversity in your uh, relations, try and have, you know, like, try and have black friends, try and have friends friends like how many different friends do you have like it, it's important to yeah. like we have many times we have this discussion in brazil because like we say uh, oh yeah brazil is a racist country brazil is a transphobic country but, like how many black friends do you have mm. how many trans friends do you have like how do you break this this discrimination in your not in your uh, daily life you know mm. and uh, i think that you can learn so much from trans community absolutely um i think uh well i guess let's talk about it now because we're gonna close with uh with a song uh, we're not gonna play that just yet but we're gonna close with a song uh that's really really beautiful and i wanted i wanted to punctuate the the episode with the song and it brings together uh, a number of trans women uh, from uh, from the from the the Brazilian music scene, um, 
but since you were talking about, uh, you know, because Ventura is also trans, I believe, I I think she used to identify travesti. I don't know if that's still the case. Um, but I, I want to talk about this visibility that trans people have gained in Brazil uh, and not just gained because it, it wasn't given to them. They earned it. They fought for it. Um, and so like, you know, something like Lineker performing uh, at like uh, Amore Sexo and, and talking about like, which is a one, a very popular TV show on, on like, uh, I don't know, Brazilian Televisa. Like it's like the biggest on global on yeah. like the biggest you know, TV network conglomerate, whatever. And being like, you know, trans people are being killed every day and saying that on live television is like insane, you know, like, uh, or like Linda Quebrada, you know, like making insanely political cutting, like really uh, like heavy, sharp songs. I mean, like Bicha Preta was, I mean, it really was like when the when the children say a cultural reset, it really was a cultural reset. It was like, yeah. right. This is talking about like what it's like being like trans or travesti and black and being from the favela. And, you know, so like, um, you know, and, and again, this is just the tip of the iceberg. Um, you know, like Ventura Profana explores more of the spiritual side of things. Um, so I, I I don't know, like if there's any. Uh, specific question that I have here, but I, I was wondering if you could speak on it on just this sort of uh, this visibility that that trans people have uh, you know fought for in Brazil and uh, in, 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 in specifically in media and music, obviously. But well, <clears throat> it's I think it's a little hard for me to talk for them, but uh, I'll. I'll try. Not, uh, not for them, but you know, yeah, like yeah, give, yeah. giving I'll, I'll us a comment. Paint, yeah, paint yeah. a picture, exactly. Okay. Uh, I think that they, they've been fighting and uh, they are so planified, you know. Um, when, you, when you see that, like, there are so many talents, and as you said, it's like the, the, the peak of the iceberg. Like mm -hmm. how many talents have have we been losing because mm -hmm. because of transphobia? If we have nowadays Lineker, Linda Quebrada, Ventura Profana, we have also like Alice Gal, we have uh, As Baías e Cozinha Mineira, uh, or just As Baías, mm -hmm. uh, Urias, Dana Lisboa, Dana Lisboa, Majur, Majur. We have so many great art artists, but like, can you imagine all the other names that we just don't know mm -hmm. because they don't get to have the opportunities? Hope how many artists have been potential artists, singers, songwriters, yeah. or like um, actresses that were killed, that were. Um, shut out of um, of their homes by their parents. Yeah. Like, who were discriminated, who are traumatized. Like, so I think that uh, what we see here are just what the same expression that you used before. They are like just the tip of the iceberg. We yes. could have many, many, many more. Yeah. But we, we just don't see them because like, uh, what this system does because it's killing 
this this big population. Uh, yesterday, I was seeing, uh, I was watching this um, report on the trans population here in the city of São Paulo, mm-hmm. and um, they were saying that the average pop, uh, average uh, life uh, age of life of the people of trans people was thirty between I think that was 35 years old. Wow, fuck. Yeah, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, dude, like, it's so, so uh, horrible to think that, like, they barely ha- uh, found people who were, like, 60 years old. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I remember... I... The average population, like, lives to 90 years old. 80 years old you know yeah when i when i uh this is what discrimination looks like sorry no no you're fine when i when i reached out to you for that story that i wrote for remezcla about again the the sort of like this community of trans women who have uh gained a lot of visibility uh in music and media and in in uh in in brazil uh i also was able to contact urias uh who we've played here on the show a number of times um, and you know, she shared a, a like a I don't know a factoid that I had read before, but it was it, I mean it just sounded differently coming from uh, you know a trans woman. But she was like you know like Brazil is the country that consumes the most trans porn in the world, but it's also the country that kills the most trans people in the world. Um, and if that's not a fucked up little contrast for you know you listeners at home, I'd. Like that's really fucking crazy, and 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 I mean, and again, protect trans people, um, you know, and like that 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 phrase can be as simple as like Thales was saying, just make a friend, you know, just like I think it's so for me with this series that I want to do, there are a number of trans people that will be featured here, um, in this series, I should say, um, and for me, what's most important is just to treat everybody as normal. Like what I what my goal with this series is to just for these to just be normal episodes of Song Mess, you know, just with like rainbow people, you know. <laughs> um, so it's just like I don't want I like I'm a little uncomfortable feeding into this sort of idea like, oh, pride, woo! you know, it's just <laughs> like and so I'm it I, so like approaching people has been a bit weird and difficult because it's just like. You know, like I, you know, like I, I, I believe that you're more than just pride content, but please come do some of my pride content. It's like, ugh. but, but yeah. So anyway, so back to the point is just like, I think treating each other as just normal, regular human beings uh, who have and face different challenges, uh, you yeah. know, and different perspectives, that's important. But again, like respect is the baseline, uh, dear listeners. And, and just to wrap up this uh, episode because we're done. <laughs> um, I have one final question, and I, I thought it was I like it's the question that woke me up this morning. Um, what does pride mean to you? What is pride to you? Well, <clears throat> pride means to me not being ashamed, mm. walking down the street, head held up high, mm. knowing that I. I'm the only one who pays my who pays my bills, and I have to pay no one no one's uh, no one's rules kind of no one's rules yeah and I I don't have to worry about anything mm. and 
even if anything happens, it happened only because I don't care because you know I'm being myself and I, I'm not going to change who I am. Yeah. I prefer to, you know, keep being my, myself, being true to myself. Yeah. I'm not going to change who I am. And surely no one's going to change who I am. Yeah. Pride, for me, pride, is, pride means community to me. That's, that's what it means to me. It's just like, it's, it's, it's the, it's so like, that's why pride last year was a bit strange. Cause like we were gonna, like, we were isolated, you know? And we were able to scratch together a very, very small pride in my friend's house. It was like 10 of us. And we had like a little barbecue and like we had some wine. And you know what? We were there and we were able to hug and listen to Chromatica and be faggots. And that <laughs> felt like that was that that's pride to me. Like, I don't need a million people at a parade. I That's what I prefer. But I don't need that. Like what I need is to have, again, this moment with each other. Again, like you and I talking about all this stuff, this is pride to me. This is what it means. Like, it's like, it's hard conversations, but it's also laughing. Um, my birthday, uh, by the time it's this connection. airs. Yes, by the by the time this airs, my birthday uh, will have been two weeks ago. Um, and I had a wonderful experience. I went to Cipolite in Oaxaca, um, which is a very famous nude beach in Mexico. Um, and at the end of that beach, there is La Playa del Amor, which is a very famous gay beach. And, you know, and there was something about just being there completely naked. You know, there's two little cabanas and you have your beer and you're just drinking. And it's just like, you know, I don't know, 30, 40 gays. And like, we're all there hanging out. Everybody's naked. Everybody's having a good time. You know, we're all smiling. We're all laughing. We're all me eating we're all drinking and like it just and very chill you know like nothing crazy was going on um but just that to me like because my friend was like oh you just want to go there and you know try to pick up a man and i was like yes but <laughs> like there's something there's something magical to me about sitting in these spaces like we're just here all together we're all just smiling and laughing we don't have to worry about the world you know yeah yeah, because like I think that we've been through so much uh, in our entire lives that mm -hmm. sometimes it's like we just wanna be in peace, you know. Mm -hmm. As you said, like you just want liberty, you know, without anyone bothering you. And yeah. this is what pride mean, means too. I think you know, like you being able to just be yourself and no one bothering you. Yeah. Um, well, we're going to wrap up the show. We have one more song, uh, before we go, Thales, I would, uh, I know that you don't use social media very much. Uh, so I don't know if they can follow you anywhere, but if maybe they can follow or support your work, uh, at any, uh, specific like websites or wherever I, I would be very happy to link in the show notes. Yeah. Um, you can follow me on Facebook. Um, uh, you can add me. It's Thales Coimbra. You can, um, uh, give them my, my Facebook. Okay, I'll, I'll link it, yeah. yeah. Okay, you can link it. Uh, also, you, if you wanna support the NGO where I work, uh, please, you can link it too, Richard. Sure, uh, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I'm pretty sure we would be more than glad to get your support. Uh, you can just share the link of the NGO and it would help a lot. Fantastic. Uh, also, yeah, let's celebrate Pride and 
guys protect yourself you know use condoms uh test yourself uh, you know do prep uh let's celebrate love yes 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 Claro que yes. Um, I'm going to take this opportunity to remind you all that my guest is Thales Coimbra, all the way from Sao Paulo in Brazil, uh, and that this is our first Pride episode in a series of 10 uh, with uh, guests from all over the globe. Uh, I have a couple of Europeans that I'm trying to get. Um, so stay tuned for all that. We're going to be dropping them two per week. Uh, there's five weeks in June, so it's going to be a wild time. Um, so again, stay tuned for that. Um, you can listen to this episode as well as close to 300 others on your favorite social media platform. That's uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Deezer, I don't know, probably Grinder and Christian Mingle too. Um, <laughs> if you want to find us on, on social media, uh, we are available, uh, everything at Songmas on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you want to send us your music, uh, a note or whatever, uh, I read it all at songmessmusic at gmail.com. So please feel free to send it there. Um, I, again, I'll be linking to everything that Thales said, both uh, his Facebook profile as well as the NGO Uh, where he works at. I'll, the, both will be linked in the show notes. Uh, we have our little online store there as well and our playlist, Bops, which I uh, update on a daily basis. I uh, also want to remind you all that our new merch line is out. Uh, if you follow us on social media, you've probably seen it by now. If not, run. We took some beautiful pictures, uh, both in Oaxaca and in Mexico City uh, with fabulous models, uh, Principe de Jamaica, that's his IG, as well as Manitas Nerviosas, a uh, friend of the show. Uh, and my, and myself, haha. -ha. Um, so, <laughs> so go so go give us a like and go purchase a t-shirt. Um, so we have one more song. This is called Orazao, um, which is like oración or prayer. Um, this is by Linda Quebrada, um, but it features Lineker, Urias, Alice Gel or Guel, Gel, 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 Jup do Barro. Dana Lisboa, Ventura Profana, and Veronica Decide Morrer. It's, uh, I mean, you know, again, like, this is something that I love about the the trans, uh, the community of trans artists in, in Brazil. They've been working together uh, and growing together. Uh, this is something that I've said about the community in Mexico. And I'm sure these are not the only places where this happens. Uh, these are just the ones that I'm talking about right now. Uh, so make sure that you're tapped into what's happening in your city. But uh, what can you tell us about Oração, um, Thales? Uh, Oração is a song that unites us all together. It's a song of... Uh, You know, just close your eyes and listen to it. And I'm pretty sure that you're going to find peace, mm. inner peace, for sure. Um, it's a, a fun fact, not a fun, but uh, definitely not fun. Sorry, guys. But uh, <laughs> an in, in, interesting fact, uh, when you watch the video clip, uh, at the end, you're going to see cops uh, uh, approaching the, um, the site of the video clip. Okay. Uh, in, in fact, cops uh, were, were trying to shut down the recording of the video clip. Do we know when, why? Yeah, they, they, they told in an interview that when the, um, the guy that rented the, the site for the video clip, when, when he found out that it was for a trans, trans woman to record a video clip, mm -hmm. he changed his mind. 
and he didn't want anymore to record to to rent this site. I so bet. you know, <laughs> this is what transphobia looks like. But well, uh, even though like it's a fucking amazing video clip, like watch it. You, you know, just close your eyes and you find inner peace. Absolutely. Yes. This, this song, the, again, the video really like the song is spectacular, but the video really takes it over the top. So highly recommended there. And again, what a great final reminder uh, that both, you know, shitty people exist and that resilient people also exist. Um, and with that, I want to say, stronger. yes. And with that, I want to say, thank you, Thales. I want to say happy pride. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and uh, well, uh, Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> I was missing you, baby. Yeah, we got to catch up. We got to catch up. Um, let's close out with the song. Again, this is Oração uh, by Linda Quebrada, as well as a gang of incredible artists. Uh, all of, again, I'll put all the names in the show notes so that you can go and find them. Uh, again, my name is Richard Villegas. This is Songless. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time. Happy Pride. Eu determino que termine aqui e agora. Eu determino que termine em mim, mas não acabe comigo. Determino que termine em nós e desate. E que amanhã, que amanhã possa ser diferente com elas. Que tenham outros problemas e encontrem novas soluções. E que eu possa viver nelas, através delas, em suas memórias. Mas vivem e vivem e vêm Entre a oração e a ereção Oração, ora não são Unção, benção Sem nação, mesmo que não nasçam Mas vivem e vivem e vêm Se homem se amam Se ume, se imem, se unem Há quem costumeiramente Ama mente, ama também
Bitches must kill me Kill me Club me Kill me Não queimem as bruxas Mas kill me As bichas Mas kill me